So that was Dr. Sid Williams. Um, he is another one of the three S's that I told you about first week, right? So we have Sid, Santo, and Sigafoos, right? And Sid is uh, Sid was probably more responsible for me being an amazing chiropractor in my life than any other one person. Webster was up there too, but Webster shaped me once I got the idea, right? It was Dr. Sid who really was the transformative uh, person. I wish, I wish that you guys had an opportunity to hear Dr. Sid the way I had a chance. 10 years, Lisa and I spent at his feet in DE listening to his every word. He was amazing. Um, and I know listening to this little clip, you may not get that complete feeling, but you can see the conviction. And the guy over here, um, he was probably close to 70 years old. How many 70-year-olds would you know who had that kind of power and, and ability to speak at 70 years old, right? That was, he was amazing. Um, and I really miss him and this profession miss him because there's nobody like him. Nobody has even come close to the vision and the passion and the purpose that this man had was unbelievable. Um, and I want to show you something. It is the complete antithesis to Dr. Sid. I want to show you this because it's just, I, I drive around and, and I hear things and I see things that are, make me utterly amazed um, at what's going on out there. And uh, this is a picture I took. Of, uh, um, I was passing by a chiropractic office and this was a, uh, a sign and I tried to sanitize it so you couldn't see anything about it. But, um, and I know it's hard for you to read, so I'll read it for you here. So it says, this is a new chiropractic office, chiropractic and soft tissue manual therapy. And then uh, over here, let me see if I can read it better on this thing here. It says, uh, uh, neck pain, back pain, uh, headaches, migraines, uh, elbow pain, knee and ankle pain, uh, this kind of pain, that kind of pain, soft tissue injuries, bursitis, shoulder uh, issues, and stiffness, right? Did this person ever hear anything that anybody's been talking about recently, right? That, like, do, 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 is there a need for this, for another one of these people out there saying that we can help with neck pain and back pain? Like, why the hell should I go to see you? What would make you different than the physical therapist or the massage therapist or the acupuncturist or taking some goodies back pain powder? All right, what would make the difference, right? Why would I choose this? And what would make anybody think that this would be the thing that would be the, like, I'm going to drive by, oh my God, chiropractic and back pain. Like, as if this is some revelatory thing, you know? This is, I, I, Dr. Sid would be, like, turning in his grave right now if he sees this kind of stuff. Because to me, what this shows is that we're still not getting it. We're still not getting it. I don't know what it's going to take for us to understand that what people out there want is they want chiropractic. They want chiropractors practicing chiropractic. They don't want fake physical therapists or fake orthopedic surgeons, right? They don't want that. They got plenty of that, right? There's 60,000 of us. There's like 120,000 orthopedic people. There's like 600 in this area. There's a billion physical therapists. They don't need us for back pain, neck pain. If not that they shouldn't come to us for back pain, neck pain, but that's not what we should be advertising. What we should be talking about with other people is the thing that separates us, right? What separates us from everything else? 
And we should celebrate what separates us from everything else. So here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. <clears throat> so a patient comes in uh, last week and she says, uh, she's got a three week old girl. And she said, I brought my girl to another chiropractor and uh, this chiropractor uh, did no history, did no exam, asked me nothing. The girl sat down on my lap, uh, the, the baby sat down on my lap, I adjusted the girl and then I was done. And she walked out of there saying, you didn't even ask me what was wrong. You didn't even, there was like nothing. It was, this is like, like and this, you know, there are, I know there are places out there where people can go and it's so like a no question, they should call them no questions asked chiropractic offices because they just come in, they don't get an exam, they just lie down, just you leave. That's not chiropractic. And it's not, she says that, she told me, I am not looking for that. You're not going to do that, are you? I said, no, we're going to do an exam. She said, how long is the exam going to take? I said, it's probably going to take about an hour. She said, good. Good. I'm glad the exam's going to take an hour. I want you to do a thorough history. I want you to do an exam on my baby. I want you to find out what's going on. I want you to assess the child, not just chiropractically, but neurologically. I want you to assess body systems. I want you to do that. People want us to do this. And there are chiropractors out there saying we don't need to do this kind of stuff. I'm not doing it to make a diagnosis. I'm not doing it to, be, to, to become a pseudo-medical doctor. I'm doing it to get more information for, for me to deliver the best possible adjustment. That's why I'm doing it. So she is thrilled to bits that I spent an hour with her kid examining this child, doing a full history. On, and we didn't just do a history on what's happening with the kid now. We asked, what's happening with the pregnancy? You know, what, tell me about the whole pregnancy. Tell me about your birth. Tell me about the first couple of weeks. What's been going on? We want to know the whole thing. This is what people want. They want to go into detail. They want this kind of stuff. And this is what we should be celebrating. We shouldn't be shying away from it and saying, that's not chiropractic. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like, where is it, where is it written that chiropractors shouldn't do any examinations? Where is it written that we shouldn't take any history? Did B.J. Palmer do nothing with these people? Right? Did, have you ever seen some of the stuff that B.J. Palmer did in the B.J. Palmer chiropractic clinic at Davenport? The reams of data he used to collect on people? Right? He's, he even had medical doctors at that time, talk about something crazy, he had medical doctors at that time taking blood pressure, taking pulse, taking... Uh, um, uh, blood from people, urine samples and stuff, so he can, at some, with certain uh, uh, times, so he can figure stuff out and see how chiropractic was working, right? So th there's no, nothing written in the early history of chiropractic where we shouldn't be uh, examining people and, and making sure these people are, we're getting all the right stuff. Now, should we do 101 orthopedic exams on a child who doesn't need it? No, right? Don't do anything useless that's not going to help you. Don't do anything that's not going to give you information that you need for your analysis, Right? But you can't tell me that the only thing that a child, three-week-old child needs when you, they come into your practice is for them to lie face down. Right? That is inappropriate. That is not how, you, how we were trained. Right? And talk about a potential problem later on. How would you justify that in a court of law? What was your history? Oh, I don't have any. What was your exam? I didn't do any. <laughs> right? Well, then how did you know what to do? Right? You say, I use my chiropractic analysis. You think that's going to fly? <coughs> right? We need to, so, so I, the reason I'm telling you all this is because even though Dr. Sid was the consummate philosopher, he, he understood that chiropractic is what? A science, art, and philosophy. Right? So we needed all three of these parts of the triangle, the triune, science, art, and philosophy. We need all three of these things in order for us to do what we have to do. 
So when I look at something like this, I'm like, what is separating this from anybody else? You could say, you could say here, what could you put over here instead of the word chiropractic? Physical therapy, you know, osteopathy, massage therapy, homeopathy, acupuncture. You could put any, you could substitute any word you want in there, and it wouldn't matter, right? But if you have a specialty practice, whether it's a pediatric practice or a functional neurology practice or a sports practice or whatever, <clears throat> you want to separate yourself from everybody else. Don't do what everybody else is doing, right? Because if you do what they do, you're going to get what they get. And if you want to get what they get, then you're going to get not much of anything, right? Because right now, in the typical chiropractic office, the typical chiropractor thinks there's a piece of a pie and I have to grab the piece of the pie, that little, little bitty, bitty sliver, right? But you know what my, look, my thought process is? My thought process is, how many kids are there out there who have autism, ADHD, allergies, and asthma? Give me a guess, a, a guess of a number of how many kids out in the United States have, have one of the four A's, allergies, asthma, autism, ADHD? It's 20 million. 20 million. And now it's from a couple of years ago, the latest stats from a couple of years ago. 20 million kids. You can't build your practice on 20 million kids? Right? I'm going to Vancouver tomorrow. I'll, I'll be speaking there. Someone's invariably going to ask me this question. So they're going to say, Dr. Rubin, I don't understand how you can have a practice where it's mostly kids and you don't build insurance and, and you know, pregnant women. And I just don't, I don't get it. They, everywhere I go, it's the same question. And everywhere I go, it's the same answer. Because they need us. They need us. There's only one reason why I like taking care of adults. What's that? Because I get their kids. That's it. Otherwise, I wouldn't even talk to an adult if I didn't have to. <laughs> right? I just, just give me the kids. Right? Give me the kids. The kids are the miracles. The kids are the ones that give me, that are, are the blessings. Right? This little girl yesterday, she's lying on the adjusting table. We have a, a little drawing station, so the kids are coloring. And she said, Dr. Rubin, I want better drawings. <laughs> and, and we have all kinds of drawings. You know, every week we're changing it for different holidays and different seasons. You know, now, the, last week we had the Easter bunnies and stuff like that. And the week before that, we had some Passover-themed things. And, you know, we'll have Mother's Day stuff coming, right? So she said, I want a better drawing. I said, what do you mean? She said, you know... I feel like I need a more complicated drawing because when I, and she's six years old, because when I have a more complicated drawing, I feel like I can do better coloring. I'm like, wow. I said, so you want like a very complex coloring thing? She said, yes. I said, perfect. I know just what to do. So I went online and there's, you know, there's, you know, those like adult coloring books, right? So I typed in adult coloring book um, and I happened to find one that said, be kind. That was a very intricate and had all these different patterns and like butterflies and flowers and stuff. And it was, you know, very much more for an adult. So I, pr I, I printed it out for her and I gave that to her and her sister. I said, is this what you want? She said, yes. She said, I'm going to call this and I'm going to bring it back for you next week and you'll be so impressed. <laughs> right? That's what I want. I don't want, my back still hurts, Dr. Rubin. You didn't fix it all the way over here. I don't want that. Right? I want the little kids telling me about that. They want complicated coloring pages. Right? I want, and here's a little girl who used to have this ridiculous ADHD. They're going to put on all kinds of meds, and, and she doesn't need any of this kind of stuff anymore, right? And she's been coming for years, and I'm watching her and her sister grow up on the chiropractic care. That's what I want, because it's, it's not just right now, right? It's not just adjusting this kid today or the next couple of days. We have this crazy thing in chiropractic that we have to just do everything we have to in the shortest period of time. Where the hell is that written, right? 
You, the whole point is, is to adjust them and adjust them and adjust them and wait for the miracles to occur, not just the real miracle that it might occur because of whatever it is that they brought themselves in for, right? But the real miracle occurs when they're adjusted for years and years and years. That's when the real miracle occurs, right? When you do anything for a long period of time, right? You get really super good at it. Well, the body gets really super good at taking in those chiropractic adjustments and doing these amazing things with it. But we got to give it a chance, right? And to me, that's like, that's the beautiful thing. Is, is watching these kids who are under care and knowing these two little girls, when they grow up, what are they going to do? They're going to bring their kids, right? And they're, and they're going to tell their friends, right? And they're going to tell their friends. And now we have a whole generation of little, little munchkins who are you know, five, six, seven, eight years old. And 20 years from now, when they all get married and they're all bringing their kids. And now, like, how are we going to change? The, how are we chiropractors going to change the world? We ain't going to do it right now, right? The way the world is right now is the way it is. But if we keep on doing what we're doing, we keep on getting enough people adjusting enough kids out there, we'll change it because they will change it, right? We don't have the power to change it, but the voices of them, they will change it, right? Their numbers will change it because if each one of you, we got 40 people in this class, each one of you will just 10,000 kids over the course of your career, if not more, right? Imagine how many people that'll be. It says 40 times 10,000. I don't know how, what that number is. 400,000, right? Is that what it is? 400,000. Right? And that's just directly those kids. And then they tell their friends and their friends. So now you're talking millions and millions and millions of children who are getting adjusted because of you 40 people in this room. Right? So I look at something like this and I'm like, this person doesn't get it. And this person is going to be struggling. And I want to encourage you guys to go out there and be different, be bold, be special. Each one of you are so unique and so different and got so much to bring to the world. Don't just do what everybody else has. Now, I'm not saying you should reinvent the wheel, right? There's certain practice management things and whatever that are very congruent practice to practice. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the way you offer your service, offer it your way, right? Each one of you has a very special flavor to bring to chiropractic. And I ask you to really come up with that flavor and find that flavor and experiment with that flavor so that you don't just do a reprodu reproduction of what everybody else is doing.